Cat and Cloud podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess no matter where you are. All you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed in nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh, and it's got this special immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staples, so there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable, and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on Steeped Coffee at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch. If you happen to be in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. Uh, it's actually the water. Thank God. Uh, more water equals higher uh, heart rate variability as one thing. But you know what? Unfortunately, so does positive uh, positive moods and stressing less and all those things that I don't get to have as much of right now. Working on the mood stuff, though. Don't worry, people. <laughs> mood stuff. Moods. How do you work on the mood stuff? Mm, the meditation. Meditation is good. The exercise. The part of it's doing things that are actually fun and being around people that like make you positively energized and don't stress you out. That's pretty Doing good. things that genuine, genuinely are enjoyable, you know. It's one apparently low-hanging fruit is like listening to music that makes you really happy. The kind of music that gives you chills is the kind of music that would theoretically improve your HRV. Mm. Heart rate variability, folks. What what gives you chills? Man, really well done live music gives me chills for sure. People who like sing amazing, like powerful notes give me chills. Or just like when the the yeah, there's those certain chord progressions that are kind of literally scientifically known to to produce like a res human response which i don't know which is a bit interesting to read into more but there's certain chord progressions that get me every time <clears throat> which i can't name chords i don't know them but when i hear them i'm like oh there it is i want to hear that again you know like yeah big powerful music's awesome it gets me i uh i get chills with the old like the old emo stuff gives me chills mm. Yeah, like, I think when you connect real feelings <laughs> that you've had in your in your real life to a song is pretty hot. Yeah, if I throw on like the Red Letter Day EP by Get Up mm. Kids, I'm like instantly chilled out. Just like shivers chill. from head to toe. Dude, I need some shivs from head just to toe like and I'm not talking flu. Feeling like I want to sing it just so loud and scream in the car and like have these this is me. epic long drives and just those are my favorite times to listen to music like driving from la back home oh yeah we did a good round with like cold that one time do that those hot. things or, or just put on full albums and just like like, like get into them. them out so just so gnarly yeah i feel like it's it's a mm. time <laughs> <laughs> it's time for one of those i passed on well yeah, we were going to go to Saves the Day show. Right. They're going to play Through Being Cool, like one of my favorite albums in its entirety in L.A., but we had other stuff going on. Fucking people keep dying, stuff. so we got to keep <laughs> tending to the dead people, which is exciting <laughs> in its own <laughs> totally way. <I'm> just like, 
that's not fun dude it's not fun it's super stressful and it's like really fucking weird it's i like, know i don't re- time yeah i don't even know how to categorize it but it's like been on my mind a bunch because my grandma just passed away right and it was super weird like, yeah well you went and did like a two-day ceremony thing right kind of like so they're yeah they're traditional ca- they're catholic so it was okay so it was split up into three different parts which i had never been to anything like this three before. part okay so i don't know the three-parter the night before the funeral is the rosary so okay the rosary, if you know what a rosary necklace is, or it's like got all these little beads, and then there's a cross at the end of it. Yep, and it's in like a certain shape. So they you go around the the rosary, and each bead represents a prayer. So there's like a ton of hail marys. How 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 many prayers, give or take? Is there a specific amount? Is like seven, like the number of completion? Okay. Or are you talking like a lot? A lot. So okay. I'm gonna get this wrong. So someone who is oh, like yeah. a real deal practicing Catholic, please let me know Carol what can happened. Just fact check it. Yeah, there um, there were these different stories. There were like four or five main, and they had a term for them that I'm not getting right now. But they're like stories. They're they're Bible stories. They're they're parables. They're um, these overarching learning lessons that um are just different passages from the bible that uh the dude was a a deacon i guess is what he was he's dan deacon dan deacon deacon who gives the gives the story elaborates on the story a little bit like a you know like a mini church sermon yeah and then they go around to prayer on the beads and like each one of the beads is like a hail mary or a different prayer and there's probably 50 or 60 beads on the on the rosary That's so a lot. it's like <sighs> we talking hail like mary after hours? hail mary after hail the whole thing is probably like an hour and a half okay and maybe it's only two hours pretty much it's like an intro <laughs> straight into it so it's that they like welcome everybody oh god this is actually fucking i lost my shit actually mm. so the rosary is where they have the viewing. So I had oh. I had never been to an open casket. Oh, that's <coughs> anything in my life. Yeah, that's weird. I've done two. So yeah. it was we went up there and I went up there with my brother. Oh my younger brother. And we were just like looking and then we both just at the exact same time started just, just going fucking crying, like yeah. breaking down and like he grabbed me and I grabbed him and it was weird because like I'm the older brother, but he's like way bigger than <laughs> I am. Guy. So I felt like this little tiny guy like holding on Hold to his me, dad brother. and we were yeah. just like just It's a moment. That's it kind was, of a cool moment. It was cool. Like it was a cool it was a cool bonding moment for sure. Right. Because of how much time we used to spend over at their house. Like we used to do every holiday. Mm, so at, it was you guys are tighter than at grandma's house. Like yeah. especially when we were kids, like from the time we were probably like you know, I never put it together, but like ten or eleven around the time my parents got divorced, mm, so it's extra was kind of special. So it was, yeah, that was like the locked in thing, and it was, it was, it was pretty heavy, and just looking and just being there weird. and like sharing that moment and kind of out of body too. <laughs> but you're like, right, it's really Dude, like it was, super grounding, and at the same time, like really weird because it's it was, it's hard to comprehend, right? It was super weird. Yeah, yeah, it was like really strange. I felt like a really deep sense of connection with my brother. That's cool. In that moment and like appreciation for my grandma. And mm. it was like so many memories like flooding 
<clears throat> flooding back in and That's just cool. super like a really crazy awareness of death which kind of kept coming back because the way she looked in the casket you know they do her up so it looks yeah. she looks nice but like <clears throat> compared to how i remember her in my mind i still sure. remember her as you know i'm like that 10 year old kid yeah yeah and she was just a lot more like vibrant and strong yeah. and, and everything yeah so there's that they do the <clears throat> they do the prayers they they pray on the rosary they have like the the service and then family can talk mm, okay. so like <clears throat> excuse me my uncle came up and talked and my aunt and people can like share stories yeah kind of like at a regular funeral you know you have like yeah. a few people come and talk but it's like open to anyone and it's not it's not like um script like most funerals you go to it's like okay like the son says something and the daughter says something and right. everybody knows how it's gonna go this is like anybody in the church can like come and share a memory got it so it's like open to all so that happens so that was super intense and then we went home and then the next day is the the mass like the the actual quote like unquote open, funeral yeah. yeah so this is that the rosary was at a smaller church this was at like a bigger church and then it so i was a pallbearer right so is as tradition states right right yeah so that was kind of trippy too so we got there early and we met with the dude who kind of gave us the rundown on what we need to do so we all got like these special boutonnieres mm-hmm. like special flowers so there's there's pallbearers and then there's honorary pallbearers so i was a pallbearer so i helped there's six of us who actually carried the casket into the church right and then the honorary go like front and back they walk in with that party mm, okay but don't actually carry the casket Interesting. so um like my brother was honorary my grandpa was honorary because uh, i mean that thing's fucking heavy oh i like, bet i mean it's like <laughs> so, legit mahog it's it's <laughs> it's big and heavy and like pretty gnarly so and i was feeling a little like self-conscious about that which i talked to my dad too because he asked me and like they decided as a family that it's like cool it's like my dad and who's the oldest son yeah and then the second child louis my uncle and then their their oldest sons mm. So this is would like be like super tradition. We like the first to go, and I was like, I was like, I'm super down for that. I just want to say that, like, I don't, you know, there's probably people who spent more time with grandma than I did over the course of like their life. Like, I just want to be respectful. Sure. And he was just like, No, this is what we decided. This is like how it's gonna be. And I was like, Cool. Like, anything for you. Like, obviously, you know, it's your, it's your fucking mom. So. Right. Like, and respect. I'm honored, but I just wanted to not be a, a jerk about it, you know? Right. <clears throat> so he, they, we get these like white gloves, and he tells us like how yeah, the whole gloves, yeah, for whole sure. service goes in. So we like pull it out of the hearse and like walk up through like the steps of the church. And then we get to like the entrance before you go into the actual chapel. And uh, that's where they put the, I don't even know what it is. That's what the pole is. It's like a, that was a thing? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it's that. It's like a blanket, like, cloth thing with a big cross on it. Huh. That gets draped over the casket, and then the priest does, like, a blessing with, like, the holy water ah, okay. and everything. And then you follow 
the priests into the service for the actual mass. And that shit, <coughs> that got me fucked up too. Mm, because the way it went in was, so it was like my dad and Louie, my uncle at the front of the casket, mm-hmm. and then me right behind my dad, right. and then Darren, who is Louie's son, my cousin, right behind him, and then our two other cousins in the back. Right. And I was just like, just kind of seeing how close everyone was together. And so like my grandma's dead in the casket and her son, who is my dad is like right in front of me. And I'm like next in line. And I was just like, Oh, you're all, this is some I, I was forecasting like, and yeah, it was like, weird shit. Yeah. It just, it was like a reminder that like, like death isn't that far from any of us. Right. Like as old as I feel like my grandma is, she's not really that much older than me. And right. like, she's really changing. not that much like i'm not that much younger than my dad right like he's not that Whoa. he's not that much younger than her right and so i was just kind of thinking about like how the like the lineage went down and just like trying to process like dude this is, is gnarly but one day like i'm just gonna be carrying my dad through this thing yeah which was like, like oh which is pretty crazy so we were walking in and like my cousin and i and like it, like everybody we were just it's just like a heavy moment. I was losing it. Yeah. yeah. Like we were crying and it's like walking moment. through the church and everyone's looking at you and it's just like, shit, it's nuts. And, you know, and you put it, you, you totally. know, you put the casket in the front and then there's like a whole, like a really big, like elaborate church service, which is kind of like the traditional Catholic church service. So probably not too different from like a church that you would go to. There's sure. sermons and then a, a singing and sermons and singing yeah, and lots of straight. lots of praying I think that's a pretty normal yeah. and then there's like obviously they do communion and mm-hmm. all that stuff right because they do their liturgy so that's that was phase two which like also got me fucked up Heavy. so i'm like the emotions are like up and down and up and down and then phase three is taking the casket back into the hearse and then doing another kind of processional at the actual at the burial at grounds. the burial grounds so we like took her to like final resting place and then um which that was i don't want to say nice but it was more it was like reprieve though almost, it was more huh? festive like uh we had a mariachi band there right. so it's it like a little lighthearted as I mean, we bring it in the heavy yeah there's like mariachi playing so that music even when it's sad is always kind of like fun yeah and it reminds me of like being a kid and like all the the weird tv shows that they would watch and right. i was just like all, all the parties that we would like go to would have that kind of shit so that was kind of cool like little cultural thing and then there's another kind of small uh like small i wouldn't really call it sermon but like reading at the burial ground yeah, there's and then, some little thing and then the other moment that got me or there were two moments that got me there which was you take off your it was funny because i had this like boutonniere on the like, like the whole bear boutonniere and i was just like oh this is going to be like a cool like keepsake like yeah. I'll, I'll dry it out and like hang it with for like, sure flowers just keep it forever but I didn't know that, like, you take your gloves off, put them on the casket, and then, like, take the flower and oh, put that on the casket, like too. Like a heavy moment. And everything gets, like, buried together. Yeah. And I was, like, in my mind, I'd because I don't know how that shit works. So I'd already decided, like, oh, this will be, like, a neat, I can use it to remember my grandma or yeah. whatever. And I was like, oh, dang, I got to bury this thing. And, like, when I put it on the casket, like. It was it, pretty real. It was pretty gnarly. Interesting, yeah. And then, picture that. And then my grandpa, who was just, like, 
kind of a G and like a real tough guy. Like, oh yeah, when like, you see them struggle, that's the worst. You know, he like went up to it and they like just like kind of knelt down and like put his head on it Ugh. on the casket, and he's yeah. like crying, and I'm just like, dude, that. That's heavy. That was nuts. And yeah. then they do the whole thing. And I was just, yeah, it was crazy, man. It was, it was so, I think that's part of why I got sick, honestly. Like, I would, it well, was so a, much emotion over say, so many different times. It was good, though. Cause something I think, like, you probably did get sick because of that. But also, that probably means in some way that, like, you had that whole body keeps a score thing. Like, dude, people who, this probably isn't the case exactly, but people, can get lab rats sick with the kind of tears they cry over legitimate traumas. Mm. That's like a weird thing that happens. I can take those and feed them to lab rats and they'll actually, the lab rats will get sick. Yeah. Like your body holds weird stuff. Yeah. I think that, and I, I I could go for a nice weekend to cry right now. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was like, at first I was kind of mad because I was, I was like, dang dude, why, why are they drawing this thing out? There's like mm. three different things I got to go through. There's three different uh, like huge heavy waves of emotion. And every time sure. I feel like I'm getting into a place that feels good, I just get hit with another wave because there's something else to do. Yeah. But I think that's probably like in their tradition, maybe the function of it is to give you that time. Like good healing. And to healing through the, 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 the processing and the just letting out of emotion. Right. You're just like, you're in that moment for so long that like right. when I got home, I was like, okay, cool. Like I was thinking about it, but I didn't feel incredibly sad after that because I'd had so many cries during yeah. the weekend at different times and like connecting with like these different, Totally. Like times and places and stories. So I think stretching it out over three different sermons kind of helped me to process it a little bit more yeah. than I would have if it was just like a one and done. I probably would have had a lot more residual mm. like feelings yeah. about it. That makes sense. I feel like if I remember, it, you're like really exhausted after the... I mean, we didn't do a weekend. It was like a two-day for um, my friend in high school. Oh, dude, I had... Well, it wasn't an open casket for the second one. They never found him because he jumped off. Whoa. Yeah, he he tried to do a stunt and jumped off a bridge. And it was too high. Heavy. Into the water. And then they never found him because. Pretty nuts. It was like a really terrible story. But but I remember being like really exhausted. But also there's this, uh, there's like a lightness that comes to you after the after where you're like, you get home and you for sure need to rest and probably get, sometimes get sick, right? Stuff like that because your body's just like pushed it all out of there and processed it but then there's also like this kind of newfound almost a a good way to say it for me is like a piece but like a settling of some sort where you're just like there's a good perspective or what's really important but there's also like a lot less stress over stuff that probably stresses a lot of us out on the day-to-day you're like oh wait not really is stressful anymore yeah i think that was which is awesome that's a huge part of it and it's like a huge benefit to those things is that you do get kind of ultimate clarity yeah around like everything else just seems so small yeah like all these things that are like worrying me or keeping me up at night it's it ain't shit right it's like fucking nothing and it's like cool you can be passionate about things but literally killing yourself to like sell the next unit or make the next thing or do the next whatever kind of pales in comparison to the like the important connections with the people around you and family or your close friends and all those things specifically it's 
those which, things. It was kind of good, right? Which it's like hard to say that it's good when someone in your family dies. Like that, there's, but it is good to be able to just think about those things and put the entire universe into some perspective. I mean. The other part of that that not necessarily was probably good, too, is that you had been expecting this to happen for a long time, right? Cause you, yeah. I mean, six-ish. I'm saying six Six, for me. seven months, yeah. Was it that long? Yeah. Because yeah. you told me, you're like, yeah, my grandma's going to die in like two days. And That's then what they thought. I totally assumed she had died because you'd not talked about it. I know. It. And then all of a sudden, it just happened, you know? So And I it, it, was, it was so weird because this, this was actually interesting like some sort of weird like divine intervention or something yeah so in between the time that my we used to see my grandma a lot and then i saw her a lot less and then she got really sick so the day that we moved her into from the hospital in the hospice yeah. which was that day where i thought i was like dude yeah. she's gonna fucking like seven months she's ago. gonna die for sure yeah um I hadn't seen her in a while. Yeah. So that was weird for me to go see her and see like the state that she was in. And that was really, really, really sad. But we moved her over. over, And then one of the weirdest like little blessings was that she just kept living. So I kind of went like at times when I wouldn't normally go see her, when we go to to the valley to visit family i'd be like oh i'm gonna stop at grandma's yeah, house on trip. the way back like mm-hmm. after they moved her from hospice into hospice at home i was like i'm gonna go visit her yeah so they like, go visit and yeah. just go see her and like talk to her and like go visit again and see her and talk to her so it's kind of weird but in that chunk of time when she was everyone was basically expecting her to die at any moment i actually got to spend a decent amount of time with yeah, her that's kind of cool which is pretty cool and i'm glad for that time yeah and then also glad that she's able to move on from that time because as coherent as she was she wasn't she wasn't loving it she wasn't loving it yeah. and she wasn't able to do anything and it was just that could wear on you I'm it sure. was hard and she was talking about she felt at peace with the whole situation you know she was like good and she was like i'm ready to go like i'm tired like right everything's good crazy she you know she has like ultimate faith like yeah so she's she wasn't scared yeah or at least didn't let on because i she probably wasn't i don't think she was yeah, like she i think wasn't. i think there's i i would be scared for sure i don't i don't think she for a second doubts like where she was going what it was going to be like right. and that she was headed for a better place i would almost imagine you'd be more scared now than i bet if you get to that edge you might not be as scared as you think by then i i'm starting to feel like that's like a pretty common theme with the people that i know who are older they're all like i'm good like at at peace with everything it's almost like yeah like this has been awesome this has been hard i'm just kind of tired it's almost like something in your brain tells you to just like stop stressing about that i don't know that's true it just seems like it's it seems it seems to be the case when i talk to people who are getting older like yeah just here like I, I'm good, but I'm also not like worried about it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's su- some of them are, but it's it super like weird. It. I, it's like it's interesting to see. Um, yeah, I mean, like whatever you believe, right? About religion, it it's it's interesting to see how true or not it. it Either way, it serves a function in the passing of time and your ability to be 
at peace with just like accepting some sort of of higher power yeah. and like actually believing in that which she did and, and she's like i'm good like yeah. what do i have to be scared of there's nothing to be scared of this is like the beginning and yeah. now i'm going and like so it's interesting when when people can like have that much faith and and be like that's fucking rad like and again like whether you know whoever is out there listening like whether you believe that or not like hard to deny that it helps people through that process oh, yeah. of what otherwise would be like incredibly scary yeah and really really like just so much unknown yeah so much stress inducing what a time you what had. a time i had yeah dude it was super weird uh, you know, not to just make it silly, but with every death comes a uh, life, and uh, I just need to shout out my homeboy. Oh yeah, got new people in the world. We have a new, f- a new friend in the world, Benjamin Adams. Oh, you know who that Wh- is? Where'd he come from? Well, he came from Chai. <laughs> he came Shut from the up. sweetest, creamiest Did Chai really creator around. No way. Just Wait. a couple days ago, Benjamin. Mr. Tom Adams, no our chai provider, Santa Cruz Chai, had his first human that being. That is so funny. Super shout out. Why? Because we built this city on Santa Cruz chair. Yes, he did. Dude, he that's made cool. It. Yep. So congratulations to uh, one of the raddest human beings and sponsors of this podcast that we cannot thank enough. I didn't read the top part of the line <laughs> it's where sputter. it says like eight pounds and then the bottom says 14 ounces. I was just reading Benjamin Matthew Adams, 14 ounces and 21. <laughs> like, I'm like, that's a small ass baby. That's <laughs> a small ass. He weighs just a bit more are than you, a bag of are coffee. You, are you sure he's okay? Oh, he's <laughs> doing great. He looks sprightly, the young fella. So anyway. Dude, that's cool. He's been working hard to provide for his baby. And baby. you want to know how to support, support this new Separate baby? Him. Three to one barista brew chais, Santa Cruz chai. Get on their website. Link in show notes. Don't sleep on the creamiest, sweetest, happiest beverage. Trust me, dude. You're trying to get this lit in the appropriate way. Try it with a nice spice blend, okay? Digestion. Might as well. Flavor. Get over yourself and get into a chai. I mean, I was going to say, if for no other reason than to support the things that we believe in, we're the only podcast who's got the fucking like just like big ass balls to roll straight from a funeral into an ad roll. So like get get on our level. We keep it pretty real. OK, OK, we got you know what I'm it's saying. A, it's a death and birth it, it's, it's, and it's, rebirth. It's all story it's here. all like we're weaving it all together. Okay? In fact, Chris and I who are else? trying to rebirth our whole world. Who, who right else now. does that? Nobody. Nobody can really. Nobody, do that. Joe Rogan, it's, come on, come on, get no. on our level. He's dude. soft, dude. <laughs> we're looking, we're looking death in the eye and asking you to support good people who have just had new kids. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, he's uh, very sick. excited, dude. Good I'm for sure him. He's very excited. Now he's in the I'm, zone. I'm sure he's like gonna just have a whole whole new level of of awareness. So it'll it's Monday today, and. You're listening to this podcast on Monday, but for Chris and I, it's Thursday. Two days from today, Chris and I are going to actually see. We went. We talked about Dear Evan Hansen and my emotional connection. Mm. There's a chance you and I will be crying together this weekend. That's a possibility, yeah. Which I'm actually hoping for because I think I need a good cry, and and I don't want it to be just like I don't. I just I feel like I need a good cry. Yeah. You hear that? You hear that world? It really does help. It helps. That's fucking great. In so many ways, dude. You want to know what happens if you don't cry? A lot of bad stuff, dude. This is this is what happens. You just fucking get angry. Okay. Yeah. 
want to have, have more death stories? Cool. Let's have more death stories. So, um, my mom's family is super small. So my grandma, and grandpa on that side have been dead for a while. Okay. So my grandma died first, and then my grandpa died when I was in high school. And he was a very important person to me. And he was someone that I spent a lot of time with almost on the daily. And he was kind of like a, like a second dad kind of thing. You know, it was just like, um, he was just there. Like as far back as I can remember, he was always there. So I remember very clearly when he passed and going to his burial and I was just, it was the f- one like the first death that I was really old enough to process and remember. And I just remember being so angry. I was like so mad and I didn't want to talk to anybody and I didn't want to do anything with anybody. And I was like, I'm going to the funeral by what is this? Your oh, wife. Wow. My wife's texting <laughs> That's me. That's why I said, Great. that's why I answered. Um, <laughs> yes. I will call you back later. I remember, <clears throat> I remember being like, I'm not going with anybody. I'm going to go by myself. And mm. I remember being in my in my car, six, seven Mustang, just yeah, like dude. screaming down the road, like just fucking mad. And I got to the, you know, my car is all loud and shit. So I'd like pull up to the thing, get Were you out. listening to Papa Roach on the way Dude, in? I don't know <laughs> what I was listening to. Probably, I don't think I had any music on actually. I think I was just being in the moment. Okay. So I went to the, uh, the thing and the whole, the whole time I was just fighting back tears and i was like i'm not gonna cry i'm not gonna cry i'm Mm. not gonna cry i'm not gonna cry fuck crying it's not i don't do it it's not part of who i am i'm just mad that's not my thing i'm just gonna be fucking angry and i didn't cry and over the course of the next even still now i had these crazy dreams about my grandpa like super crazy like realistic like super lucid huh. dreams that he was still in my life. And then probably five or six years ago, I just w- woke up. Like I was already crying. I just fucking woke up bawling like oh, harder like, than I've, I'm coming out harder than I ever cried before. Huh. It just for like minutes. Like it yeah. was just like, going and going and jenny was like what is happening like what's going on like what's wrong and i couldn't even talk and it was just like like burning inside of me for like like just years until it just fully exploded and like i was just like for some reason my body was like forcing me to acknowledge like the pain that i was feeling and being like you have to do this it's part of the process like you can't escape this you it's okay to be angry but you are also sad right and like you're not tough enough you don't have to be so tough to right. like not acknowledge it's like not this pain and what it meant to you and it like dude That's it, was, so legit. It, was, it was super weird it's so, it's it was a like a very real thing it's like one of the weirdest moments of my oh, life it'll get where you. i was just like what the fuck because it was like a total surprise because well, yeah like, subconscious kicked it in yeah in day-to-day life like it's not on my mind at all sure and then I just had these. Oh, like, it'll get you. Yeah, dude, it got me. That stuff will get you. It's so weird when that happens. Like, because that doesn't happen a lot with me, but it's happened. And same thing with like, um, like with past breakups. There was like a couple of real ones. Like, there was only two serious ones, but one of them was like, just not clear. And it was super weird because you'd like wake up and have these like overwhelming feelings towards the the scenario that were like just mixed up, and there would be like. 
you'd feel super like I need to get to this person. And you're like, this is, I have not felt like this at all. Like, and it's because of like unclosed and like processed emotion. There would be like, uh, it was a day I remember waking up and being like, they were in Chico visiting and I was like, I have to get to Chico at all costs. And there was like no good reason for me to go. But it was even weirder is because it was like never super, like there was never cl a clear break. This is like more than 10 years ago, like probably 15 years ago or something stupid. But I remember being like, they also somehow in like the same thing had had this something like that happen at the same time. And they were also feeling like you have to get to Chico while I'm here. And it was this super weird thing. And a bunch of events kept me from going, like literally like my car didn't work and stuff like that. So it was all like... <laughs> The universe is talking. It, was all, in its own it way. was all like, yeah, it was like this weird thing where it's like, okay, it's time to process this stuff, but also like, it was so stuff like that is, it happens for sure. Yeah, it's super strange, and that I was, it was, it was, it made me think actually when this last weekend about uh, what we were talking about on the podcast last time, where we talked about Quentin Tarantino and his like call and response thing, like let's do one more take why because we love making movies or right. the restaurant where there's like the call and response and like making you feel like you're a part of a team but also like a ritual around the things that we do and that's what these things are is they're yeah. they're rituals that help like give us sense of closure like give us sense of purpose and help us process things that would otherwise be like really easy to ignore and with my grandpa like i ignored the ritual of like what the like what the funeral meant and i didn't allow it to like cleanse me yeah i just allowed it to make me angry and i like i don't think anything has to be so crazy as like people dying for us to do like put these little rituals in our life that help us remember who we are what we stand for why we're doing what we're doing in the first place because mm -hmm. it's Super easy to get sidetracked to do things that don't matter, to be someone that's not you. Because there's a lot of pressure in the world to do a lot of dumb shit. There's and a like, lot of pressure out there. And like without these rituals, like there's other things that can help center you too, but a ritual can help center you and be like, okay, this is what my ultimate purpose is. This is the kind of person I want to be. Right. These are these are the ways that I'm gonna get there. And like I can't ever forget that. And however you remember that is is super it's super sick. Like, I don't know. It's Ritual plus therapy cool. equals love. And I, maybe find yourself a good doctor and find yourself a, like, a, you know, mental health plan. All those things are currently, like, in my last year, have all been on the table. Mental health plan, mental medication stuff, like, reworking it. I'm looking into vagal theory right now. Which vagal is, theory? Vagal's a nerve that like controls the rest of the, it's parasympathetic parasympathetic responses. Okay. So for people who potentially have anxiety or depression or all those things, me, uh, you, it's it's um a very powerful nerve that is sets kicks in your rest and digests parasympathetic mm. the stuff that makes you not depressed, not anxious process those emotions and a lot of people are repressed there and also just have things so polyvagal theory is something that is going to be my new thing i'm looking i got the book dr yarman and i talked about it both of us i set up my you know beginning of the year thing yeah and prior to doing it i happened to be stumbling upon looking into the vagal nerve 
because there's certain things it does. And I actually used to like inherently when I was a kid, do a couple of the moves to stimulate it before I knew when I was feeling anxious. There's certain things you can do like in the way you hold your breath and stuff. Interesting. And he's like, oh, you were doing the, and he's all, I've just been exploring that too. And he's got a book and I got a book too to go. I'm going to get a book. I ordered it. And anyway, harnessing the power of the vagal nerve. The vagal nerve. Sounds cool, huh? Anyway. It does sound cool. All of those things. Pretty much people tell you to ignore them or just like, you know, get better. These are the ways to get better. Mental health. Sometimes it's therapy. Sometimes it's medication. I, I mean, like, sometimes it's meditation. At like the base level, like, because oh, there's some people will be turned off by the idea of any of these. Yeah. So if we were going to take That's it actually out. actually pretty natural. If we were going to take it out of all these like meditation therapy or things that are kind of emotionally charged like you could start at the base level which is like just spend some time with yourself right spend some time with yourself with nothing else to do like turn off your phone turn off your computer take the stimulus away and just think and you know you don't have to be sitting cross-legged listening to a guided thing whatever you could be walking walking. maybe one of the best ways to start you don't have to call it meditation it's just like how you know, you, you take it for granted, but how are you really going to know yourself if you don't spend any time with yourself? It's a really good question. It, it's it's impossible. And just like just like spending time with other people, like I could see you every day. Like we work together and, and we have all these like tiny little interactions throughout the day. And you can interact with people like that all the time. But I'm not really going to get to know you unless we're like, Hey, dude, let's get together. I want to talk to you. Let's do some like, shit. Let's, let's yeah. talk together. Let's like fi- let's figure this thing out. And Because that's how people interact with themselves. They're with themselves so very little, but they're like, oh, I am myself. I'm like, I'm around I'm around me all day. Like, yeah. why do I need to take time to get to know myself? But it's just like, you're not really, you're not really thinking about yourself. You're thinking about w- what do you have to do next? And I say you, and I'm really meaning me. You, we, me. Like, yeah. this is like the journey that like... Us. Yeah, we're on, so I'm... You know, I'm powering through work. I'm like, oh, I got to get this done. Then I got to get that done. Oh, and then I got to do this. And then there are these five things. And then this thing. And then like you actually like. You're not oh, actually being with yourself. I haven't spent time with myself. No. And you have to be able to get to that place where you're not thinking about trying to do in order to actually spend time with yourself. Right? And it's and we're it's it's so uncomfortable. It's like it's people, uncomfortable. Like people can't even take a shit without taking their phone with them. Yeah. Because they're it's so scary to just be by yourself because and their shits take forever now because they're just looking at their phone when they're done shitting and it's just like <laughs> with without external stimulation we don't even know how to think or what to do and that is so sickening yeah. to me it's like so gross okay and so what we're saying is everybody's got homework and that's to take a 10 minute walk yeah without using your phone or your other thing could be just to do box breathing what that means is like five seconds in five seconds out for like five minutes and see how you feel just to like set yourself anything yeah go, go sit in do chair one of those two yeah by yourself yeah turn everything off just be around yeah like just you set your timer and put your phone like on the other side of the room and don't go get it until your timer goes off and just sit there and do nothing for that long or walk around and do nothing in your house till that long <laughs> try it yeah i it's uh there's so but much breathe. I have I think now that I do those things on a regular basis, that's where all my good ideas come from. Yeah. Like that's when they pop into my head. I do deliberate thinking other times, like brainstorming, but then the biggest aha moments come when I'm just 
being very, very still. I was going to say the storming is the reps that allow for those. In my opinion, the, the brainstorms are the reps that allow for the clarity and those quiet moments to kick into place. You yes. Because you usually don't come up with the idea there. You're just like, okay, I got all these thoughts and things. And then you go away from that and you have that moment, whatever it is for you. And you're all, that's the thing I need to do right now. And then you go write it down and you see it through. And then the, the, the funniest thing is that sometimes it's hard because you have those moments and then you try to recreate that. You're like, I'm going to spend a lot of time. Yeah. Just think about this one thing. The same way. And then it takes the magic away from the exercise of just not doing anything. Nope. That's why you got to mix it up a little bit because sometimes <sighs> it comes in the shower. Sometimes it comes during the meditation. Sometimes it comes during the middle of your exercise. Uh, sometimes it doesn't. Dude, anyway. I, I just, so many things to think about. I got to pee. Dude, that's cool. Um, thank you for listening to thank podcast listening about podcast. death. Yep. Thinking about yourself. Please rate, family. <laughs> rate, subscribe. Tell tell a friend if you find this super helpful and useful. Uh, yeah. I like talking about stuff like this. I mean, I, real talk is good I, talk. I mean, I think it is. It, At least it's not marketed. You know, like most talks on the internet have to do with marketing something. Meaning like they're they're curated to be more than real. They're curated to do something. And so... Hey, guess what? Next week, look forward to hearing Carol. We oh, can't yeah. wait Carol's to Carol's coming on. We're bringing Carol's her on. Carol's coming on. We are going to officially have a third host of this podcast. We're going to have a great time moving forward. So Carol, Chris, and Jared show it's coming up. I'm pretty excited. All so, right. Let's get you to the bathroom. I'm going to pee. Bye. <laughs> Dude, I need some shivs from head to toe, and I'm not talking flu.